Hello and welcome to here's John's Reviews, uh, the movie review podcast. I have to try to be nice to movies, but may indeed having to end up slice and dice them each and every month. There's a thing. And as it's April, I'm doing Avenging April, which is my look at the Hulk and Thor movies. So here we have it at 2011's Thor. I cannot believe it's been 10 bloody well years, but there we have it. The movie that was in production hell since the early 90s went through multiple directors, including Sam Raimi, Matthew Vaughn, and others before it was held over to Kenny Branagh, known for his Shakespeare stuff and, of course, the costume drama crap. Depending on how you count this, is Incredible Hulk in the MCU anymore? Hmm, because according to Disney Plus, it's bloody well not. This is either the fourth or third movie in phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So here's my thoughts from back when I saw it in 2001. (coughs) Quote, Justin, for Thor, or should that be Bore? This movie was a bit slow and not as good as I thought it could have been, or indeed should have been. Unquote. Wow, that was deep. Let's just see how I find out about this ten years later. With its $150 million budget, this thing pulled in $449 million. Starring Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Kat Dennings, Stalin Skarsgård, Idris Elba, Clark Gregg and Anthony Hopkins. The plot, Thor, the God of Thunder, is set to be next king of Asgard. However, when his arrogant attitude ticks off his father, Odin... He smites him down to earth, powerless, and without his hammer to earn humility. Humility, even. Meanwhile, his stepbrother Loki takes over the throne. Can Thor get his powers back? Will the hammer find him worthy? It does. Loki get his ass kicked. You find out here. So, after the logos and a flippy page Marvel logo, uh, does it open up? At night in New Mexico, where we meet scientist Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman, who is woefully miscast as a bloody physicist, and Dr. Selvig, played by Stellan Skarsgård, as they're following a cosmic event. Also in a jeep is a research assistant, Darcy, played by Kat Dennings, one of the better parts of WandaVision, which has not say much, WandaVision is a piece of shit. Out of nothing does four, played by Chris Helmsworth, fall out of the sky. Jane hits him with the jeep, so picks him up and takes him to hospital. And a note, it was down to two actors to get the role of Thor, Chris and his younger brother Liam, with Chris ultimately winning out. Anyway, up pops the titles. Cue a voiceover by Odin, played by Sir Anthony Hopkins, explaining how humans once worshipped as guardians, as gods. It opens up in 965 AD in Norway. Then it shows a Lord of the Rings style fight between frost giants and Asgardians led by Odin. And apparently Norway was nice and green before these evil frost giants came with their little magic box and turned Norway gold or frost-like. Hmm. And these frost giants are about, what, eight, nine feet tall, pure blue and very much like orcs from Lord of the Bloody Bell Rings. Anyway, Odin and his army win uh, the battle on Earth and force force the Frost Giants back to their home planet, where Odin not only takes a 
the source of their power, the Space Stone, aka the Tesseract, but a small baby left on a battlefield, returning home victorious. Do we see Asgard in all its golden glory? I've got to see here, the CGI does not hold up well at all. It's a whole very PlayStation 4 cutscene graphics. Also, this looks very different from when we see it in Ragnarok. And I love how Odin says, quote, we stand here, a beacon of hope, unquote. Yeah, you've done a great fucking bang-up job there in bloody earth, you fucking idiots. Oh my god. Anyway, we then see young Thor, played by Dakota Goya, and young Loki, played by Ted Alpress. We see even as a boy, Thor is a bloodthirsty and egotistical little twat, as indeed Loki is a jealous green idol monster. Well, you know, I mean, jealous little son of a bitch. As once again, Odin tells Thor, quote, one day you will be the king to defend Asgard. As Thor tells him he would kill every one of the frost giants who get his little hands on him. Cut to adult Thor, loved by the crowds, as he is a vain and egotistical driven arsewipe. In his full armour, carrying his almighty hammer. And I've got to see here, these ridiculous. These outfits are goddamn fucking ridiculous. Although, this is Brana behind the camera, so what else would you expect of a crown? Oh, these are fucking ridiculous outfits, but oh, God. Thor Bass in the glory as Lady Sif, played by Jim Alexander, rolls her eyes at this ridiculous display of ego, as does Queen Frigga, played by Rene Russo, who just watches on, fucking roll her eyes at her vain son. Odin is on the throne with a stony expression, with a jealous Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, watching on in quiet rage, as the Warriors 3, Volstagg, played by Ray Stevenson, Hogan, played by Tadabu Ansel, and Federal, played by Josh Dallas, watch on with pride. Odin then stops his staff and to silence the baying crowd, and then tells us he's next for the crown, Thor it is. He also tells us how powerful Thor's hammer is, blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, frost giants have somehow snuck into the city and steal back the space stone, just as Odin was about to crown Thor. Odin feels this, so let's loose a giant robot known as a destroyer, which fires a few blasts from its optic laser cannon and kills the frost giants in nanoseconds. Thor is not pleased, however, so he gets his crew together and tries to take over the frost giant home planet. Led on by Loki, because of course he would be, Thor gets his ass whooped, and indeed the all his fucking crew get their ass whooped, crossing the magical rainbow bridge, and how very Mario Kart is that, do we see Asgard bouncer Heimdall the old seeing he doesn't see the fucking frost giants attack. Hmm. Played by Itris Elba. Oh, by the way, that magical rainbow bridge is the Bifrost for crying out loud. Thor talks about letting him go to the frost giant homeworld. So, planting his magical sword. I have no idea what the fuck it's called, and I have no idea and go a fuck what it's called or how to put it as a bloody well thing. Heimdall uses his magic spinning golf ball telescope laser type fucking thing to teleport Thor and company to the Frost Giant homeworld, where, as I said, he almost gets his ass whooped if it wasn't for Odin coming down on horseback to save Thor and company after 
almost losing. Odin Telbus sent back to Asgard, then strips Thor of his armor, his hammer, and indeed his power sending him back down to Earth. So with Thor out of the picture, Loki can now move in on the throne. Back to Earth, seconds after Thor has landed on Earth. Does his hammer follow him, which Odin enchants with quote Whoever is worthy can hold this hammer is given the power of Thor. And this is where Jane loses all respect for me as she fawns over Thor. So does Darcy until he rants on and on and on. So Darcy fucking tears his ass. I love that one. So it's the hospital with him in which they think he's insane. So track him and put him in restraints. And by the way, what's with Chris Helmsworth's dyed eyebrows and that shitty wig he's wearing? Also, what's with a stick-on beard? Also, why... Is this so hard to see on Disney Plus? Why the fuck is it so dark? Jesus criminies. Anyway, back to the hammer crash site. A farmer finds it and tries to move it, but he can't. Cue forced humour. As many, many, many men try to bloody move it, but they can't do nothing. Meanwhile, Jane figures out Thor fell to Earth via a wormhole, so heads back to hospital to get him out. Too bad, shield is on his ass now. Handily for her, he escapes with ease and she runs over yet again with the jeep because that's funny, right? Back to the crash site, the Hex have set up camp, barbecuing, boozing and trying to pick up the hammer with no bloody joy and cue the Stanley cameo as a guy driving a pickup truck trying in vain to move the hammer. Funny, haha. Also cue shield in the form of Agent Coulson put by Greg, uh, Clark Gregg who then locks down the crash site. Why did it take him a whole fucking day to find this crash site? Don't have satellites. Also, where's the Quinjets? I mean, oh, God. Moving on to the scene in the cinema where all the females and a few gays gasps as Thor tries on Jean's shirtless. Where's the ob fucking outrage um, of objectifying Thor. If this was a woman, the world would have cracked fucking open, but it's fine. There's a guy with muscles and and, and such, and he's shirtless, and he's wearing tight-ass jeans. Oh my god, what's falling over him? Mm-hmm, double standard. Anyway, Jane and Darcy fall of themselves at the site. Calm the fuck down, love. It's a six-pack in pecs. Jesus, jinkies. God almighty, this movie. I don't say that. Helmsworth... Uh, was put on a crash diet and then had to bulk up for six months to get in shape. So bravo for him, I guess. Uh, who cares? Uh, note the name tag, Donald Blake, is the human name Thor uses in the comics. Anyway, what the fuck was I? Yes, a duplication, blah, 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 blah. Jane swimming over Thor. Uh, like a fat guy over cake, yakety schmackety, blah blah blah, da 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 da. Oh, yeah. They take him to a cafe where he acts like a fucking alpha male douchebag, throwing coffee cups around the ground and demanding more bloody well coffee. Meanwhile, in Asgard, Loki has put Odin in his Odin nap, or Odin sleep, which is a fucking coma, eh, coma even. And he then takes over after he finds out. He's part. F uh, he's a frost giant and not an Asgardian. So with that, Sif and the Warriors Three head to Earth to find Four and get him to help stop Loki. As back in Mexico, Four things out his hammer was only a few hundred feet away from where he crash landed. So he goes to retrieve it. Jane 
returns to her makeshift lab to find out S.H.I.E.L.D. has taken all of her research and indeed all the photographs on Thor. As back on Asgard, Loki uh, loves being in charge and large and in charge, the king of Malarkey, as he denies Sif and comes to request to help Thor, even going as far as talking down to Frigger herself. His mother, who taught him his magic and indeed his whole um, having multiple versions of himself sort of thing, after she says not to lose faith on Thor. Cut to Thor riding, sorry, riding the shield complex as they built around Thor's hammer. Thor runs in and kicks all the shields ass with relative ease, left and right. However, once he gets the hammer, during the rainstorm, he can't pick it up. Now, did Thor cause this rain slash thunderstorm? How? He's supposed to be bloody human, powerless. How the fuck does he cause this thunderstorm? Anywho, spot Hawkeye, played by Jeremy Rayner, hiding in a bird's eye cherry picker crane type thing. Oh, and I forgot. Thor has a spot of mud wrestling for reasons, because more objectification. I would love to see reaction if Wonder Woman did this or Scarlet Witch or any of the DC Marvel female superheroes, because the world would just go and fucking crack. The feminists would not stand for this one little hiota. But it's perfectly fine for men to roll around in the mud, shirtless and fucking objectified as shit with them. Moving the fuck right on. Deflated Thor literally stands and screams at the heavens as the rain falls. He's quickly placed in handcuffs and then carted off by shield agents. Jane makes it back to her makeshift lab where Selvik shows her a book on Viking myths and legends and she tells um, what, and she's rather, she's told what the Viking um, gods were actually aliens and if the whole thing was all real. Yeah, because this chick's a scientist. I mean, oh my god, this is fucking terrible. Meanwhile, Coulson quizzes Thor, who doesn't say a word, but just sulks in a pissy little mood. When Coulson leaves, Loki shows up to tell Thor Odin is dead, and he is indeed the new king. And indeed, he can't return home, because there's a whole bullshit reason about the Frost Giants will take over Asgard if he returns home, and yaggery shaggery, blah 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 blah. A complete lying sack of shit. Anyway, Savick tries to talk Coulson into believing that Thor is actually a research scientist, a Dr. Donald Blake, and he was real upset that he took all of the research, something about fucking hormones and, and um, uh, steroids and such, and of course this thing works for fucking reasons. Cut to Selvig and Thor in a bar, with Thor drinking away all his woes. Meanwhile, Loki turns to the Frost Giant homeworld to tell him his plans. The plan is for Loki to hide King Laffy, played by Colin Fair, the King of the Frost Giants, and a few selected other Frost Giants from Heidel, where they can sneak in to kill Odin as he sleeps, and Odin will hand over the Space Stone. Loki returns to Asgard, where he's caught by Heidel, who asks why he couldn't see nor hear him in a frost giant homeworld. Loki sees he is now king, and will be obeyed. Also, no one travels via the Bifrost without him knowing. As back on Earth, Thor returns a now drunk Selvig to Jane. Once Selvig is tucked in, Thor tells Jane all about Asgard, plus their magic and science is one and the same. Yes, you have guessed it, Jane falls in love. Because why the fuck wouldn't she? I mean, she's a woman, he's a man. Love story! Oh, Jesus Christ. This is supposed to be a scientist. I mean, moving the fuck on. 
Next day, Sif and company land on Earth because they somehow managed to get uh, Heimdall to... Oh, who gives a fuck? They land and they find Thor with relative ease, telling him all what Loki is up to. Speaking of which, Loki finds out um, that fucking, what's his name, Heindel was sent uh, the Warriors 4, basically, to Earth, so he's not placed, he sends in a fucking robot, and right, goes on a killing spree, yada yada, blah 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 blah, however, Thor pleads for their lives, and the lives of the people in the town, blah 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 blah, this may be so fucking boring, if he gives in, he will be killed, and Loki will have to leave, yakari schmackery, he agrees, so then Thor takes a bitch slap from the robot, and he's now dead. Not to worry, however, the hammer sees him now worthy, and it flies to him, and he has his power back. I mean, really? Q, He-Man like, I have the power, as Thor is in his full armour with his trusty hammer, and he's all powerful again. Woo, yay, boring shit. Mm. Thor takes out the robot with ease, gives Jane a quick flight around town, and then heads back to Asgard to take on Loki. Heimdall, who was frozen earlier by Loki, defrosts himself and kills all the frost giants. And he then helps Thor return to Asgard, where he, Sif, and a warrior three take on the frost giants and the backstabbing Loki. Loki, however, turns on the frost giant king, killing him with a blast from Odin's sphere. Spear even. In the back, but of course, because he's a backstabbing son of a bitch. Cue a fight between Thor and Loki on Rainbow Road. Sorry, the Bifrost. As Loki death stars the Frost Giant homeworlds by continually fighting the, the Bifrost at it. Loki slaps down Thor until he threatens Jane. Thor snaps out of it and cue some flashy fighting as lightning blah fucking fires over a bloody old place and you can't see fucking shit. Thor then pins Loki on the Bifrost bridge using his hammer and he then uses it to destroy the Bifrost trapping them in Asgard this wakes up Odin Loki falls off the Discord League Asgard into darkness of space as Thor screams no yet again back on Earth Jane mopes for Thor as on Asgard he mopes for her meanwhile life goes on in Asgard because this movie's fucking terrible Sif and the Warriors 3 feast on the great fight they had on Earth Sif then tells Frieder, uh, Thor moans for Loki, and he also pines for Jane. He misses her. Why? He knew her for less than fucking two days. How can he pine for this boring ass plain Jane? Odin then tells Thor he'd make a great king someday. As on Earth, it shows Jane searching the skies for a way to find Thor, as credits mercifully fucking roll. On to next credit scene of Selvig being introduced to Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson, who hands him over another one of the fucking Infinity Stones, as Loki watches on in a reflection, setting up things for Avengers, and... God, I hate these fucking end credit scenes, I wish they would just stop already! I mean, you sit there for over two hours to see this boring ass two minutes of useless tacked on shit, you're holding in a piss for the fucking two hours because you would want to miss a thing because these movies are fantastic, spectacular things when they're all boring as fuck. Please fucking for the love of God stop this crap Hollywood. Anyway, on to this fucking crap. Boring, slow, too much lovey-dovey bullshit. I mean, this is a fucking superhero movie, not a fucking rom-com crap. Jane is laughable as a physicist. She is more like a fucking schoolgirl. And Thor is her first crush. She's giggling and happy and all joyful and laughing. You're a fucking scientist, love. Act like one. 
Thor is beyond annoying. He's just an alpha male jock douchebag that learns next to fucking nothing. The effects are dated and I did not care at all for the weak ass Shakespeare wannabe story. Nothing happens in this fucking two hour plus movie. There's only two fucking fight scenes. This is a complete snooze fest. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 2 to 10. Still, come back next week as I look at Thor Dark World. Then wrapping this up will be Thor Ragnarok the following week. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's at Pod. Check out my other superhero podcasts of Superman, Batman, Captain America, Iron Man and more. Also my solo superhero podcast of Blade, Catwoman, Supergirl and many more. Uh, bye and remember, I watch these crap movies so I don't have to.